What's up, stoners? Welcome back to another episode of That Bud Tender Podcast. Yes, you've heard it correctly. Oh my god, you guys. Hey, Google, stop the alarm. <laughs> that is actually my alarm because I didn't want to miss out on the Red Man Method Man versus live. Oh my god, you caught me. How embarrassing. Okay, I'm gonna make this shit quick then. It is our 420 episode. It is a special conspiracy episode. We have a mystery guest. We're talking aliens. We're talking Mandela effect. We're talking Illuminati. We're talking Disney. We're talking smart dust. Mind control, uh, astrology, vaccine passports, COVID-19. Did Prince know when he was going to die? When he wrote the song, I will die for you. So I hope you guys enjoy it. It's something different. There's so many conspiracy theories out there. If you guys are into this, I will happily make more. Uh, If you guys are also into some more like astrology stuff i think it'd be cool to get high and have an astrologer on so let me know if you're into it i am high i am smoking who am i smoking i'm smoking alien labs oh my god how fucking perfect i'm smoking alien labs shrubaccio one gram indoor pre-roll uh it's great it is it's fucking awesome What, what are we looking at 23% THC. Amazing. Sherbaccio. Oh, shit. I want to watch the concert. Okay. Enjoy your 420. Happy holidays. And keep getting high, my babies. Duh. I told myself I could smoke this blunt. probably high on mushrooms when he was doing the interview he microdoses every day like multiple times he told me he's like i microdose all the time (laughs) he's probably tripping hard but anyway so so we'll get started i got so high off of i know we're both super duper high it's It's good it's all good shout out to stone road for the hash infused pre-roll tropicana punch they say we should be balanced from it so we'll see Those who know me know that I enjoy conspiracy theories very, very much. I just like different perspectives on things. So for me, that's kind of what conspiracies have always meant is just a different perspective on something that we might be overlooking. Who fucking knows? I don't know. Neither of us are going to be claiming that that what we're saying is the end all be all but i'm just so excited because there's so much to get into so remind me okay remind me of your pseudonym because i need to know hi thanks for having me on uh my name is clade x clade x what was the first time you smoked cannabis like first time i smoked cannabis was pretty intense because i come from a background where that is kind of looked down upon culturally so it was a uh, it was beautiful because It made me really understand how my energy affects the room. So, you know, I was smoking weed in a bathroom 
with my old bandmates when I was 15 years old. I just remember feeling that euphoria that I had never felt before. I kind of finally understood why it was so like stigmatically negative. This beautiful plant that's been around thousands of years. I really saw how it made you go inward and understand things about yourself that you don't really um, notice if you were sober. I totally agree with that. And just out of curiosity, do you have any favorite psychedelics or, or experience with that world uh, in a similar sense? Yes, I do, actually. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Um, I love psychedelics. Um, so did our ancestors. Again, that psychedelics have been around a very long time, just like cannabis. Yeah, I really love uh, mushrooms, psilocybin. I really love LSD. It's a different journey. You know, I'd say LSD, you're not really driving the car. But mushrooms, you're still in control of the vehicle. So if you really want to go past beyond the cosmos, you go LSD. If you want a light, you know, kind of four-dimensional, five-dimensional experience, I go mushrooms. But I'm a big fan. And, you know, anybody who's not a big fan, I think, is just kind of uneducated about it because it really does wonders for people with PTSD mm-hmm. and psychological issues. It's ther- very therapeutic. Mm-hmm. So I love it. I'm so glad it's becoming legal and that we can openly discuss psychedelics. I've never done LSD. I know. <laughs> Jaw drops. Uh, <laughs> I've done a lot of shrooms. I think I like that control aspect for sure. As you were saying it, I was like, that makes a lot of sense. It's also the timing for me. I never, you know, that the, the 10, 12 hour journey, that's a big commitment. And I'm a bit of a commitment foe. <laughs> yeah. But so it might be good for me actually to do. For sure. I think the things that make us worry about losing control are the ones maybe we should be trying out because really there is no control. Nothing's in control. And once you realize that there's a weight lifted off your shoulders to know, hey, it's just a bunch of chaos out there and you just kind of handle it and kind of work through it, you know, Um, but to each their own, you know, whatever you're drawn to in this lifetime is, is meant for you. So if you're drawn to it, awesome. If not, I mean, mushrooms are amazing too. How many lifetimes do you think you've had? <laughs> well, this is kind of interesting. It's if a good question. No, it's a good question because, you. you know, something's always told me that I've I've lived past lives as a female. So, if I had to guess how many, a handful for sure, you know, I think if you look at genetics versus epigenetics, you know, I've noticed, you know, genetics are just physical characteristics based on your 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 parents and your family tree, but epigenetics are just it's beyond that. It's more like experiential genetics, like what they've been through, your answers have been through, you can actually absorb. So really, like, that's why, like, it's important to work through your traumas, because you can pass your traumas on genetically, right? So really, it's just something has told me that I've lived many lives and even different cultures. Mm -hmm. You know, I haven't been X, you know, nationality forever, or Y nationality, that changes. So, you know, many, many lives, many lives. I feel the same way. And it's also interesting because as you're saying that, I'm like, if everyone felt this way, I wonder if the idea of sexism or racism, like, would that be completely abolished if everyone was like, well, realistically, we are just spirit. And this is just like a meat suit that I'm wearing. And in this lifetime, I look this way. But in that lifetime, I could have looked that way. And like, there's no difference between those. That's a good point. Right? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's why it's important to be able to identify What's programming us to think what we're thinking and who has our best interests in mind? A lot of us just kind of take in, they go to, we go to a website, we read what's there and we think there's truth right there because it's on mainstream media. So it has to be true. But 
you know, I think there's a narrative contrary to that. So um, and we, we'll get into that a little more. Yes. Okay. Let's talk about the first conspiracy theory that you heard that initiated all of this. Wow. That's a great question. Um, I think there are different conspiracies that have impacted me personally on different levels. But the first one I can think of is, you know, aliens. to the show just um you know 20 30 years ago if you talked aliens people would think you were a quack mm-hmm. you're insane you're a conspiracy theorist you have no idea what you're talking about then literally 40 days ago 50 days ago the government declassified ufo documents yeah. for the whole world to see and literally there are ufo sightings left and right mm-hmm. government agents coming out telling you we've seen ufos some government agents telling you we've been working with aliens the question is not whether they exist or not. It's how long have they been here? How have they impacted human life? And are they benevolent or are they evil? And I think the answer is they're both. Just like there's good and bad in everything. I think there's good and bad aliens. I think really the alien conversation is a really big one because if and when we ever you know find out that aliens are real, then it's going to shatter so many molds and so many ideologies and a big chunk of history is going to be looked at differently. Because if you look at UFOs, there's ancient drawings depicting UFO sightings. I mean, look at the pyramids. Look at ancient Egypt. These are you know, depictions of giant gods that they've been carving out of stone. Look how they built the pyramids. Like We couldn't build the pyramids today with our technology. In, in uh, scientific communities, they say that there were you know, slaves built the pyramids. Mm-hmm. But really, that could be true. But I believe it was with the aid of extraterrestrial technology, mm-hmm. specifically anti-gravity propulsion using sound. Oh. So I think a lot of this technology has been lost, mm-hmm. but really by lost, I mean kept hidden or occult mm-hmm. by a group of people called the Illuminated Ones or the Illuminati. So yeah. that's really what the Illuminati is, is. It's not that they have a ton of money. It's that they have the knowledge. Because mm-hmm. once you have the knowledge, you can't unsee the knowledge. Once you know the secrets of the universe. You can't unknow it. Mm-hmm. Money you can lose all day, you know? Mm-hmm. You can't lose that knowledge. So really, if you think about like that sort of ancient mystic undertone of history that you can kind of see evidence about, yeah. it would make sense why they wouldn't want everybody to have that. Mm-hmm. 
I think it would just be chaotic. So a group of people decided we're going to keep this to ourselves and we're going to pick who gets access to this knowledge. There's a monument in Georgia that I wasn't aware of until today. I was today years old. The Georgia Guidestones. And it's basically this mysterious monument that is believed to be like a guide. And they say into an age of reason. And you were familiar with it when I brought it up off mic. Well, first of all, it was like commissioned by an anonymous person. He yeah. he said he has a pseudonym and it was never released who this was. And it says maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. That's like one of the commandments, Correct. right? That it preaches. I guess here's where I have a hard time with that because the claim is that there aren't enough resources for all these people. When in reality, we know that there are, there's tons. That's like, it's such bullshit, this whole like depopulation shit. That's not helping anyone, but the people who already have the control and the money. Absolutely. I mean, we're not even close to max capacity on this planet. We could have billions of more people. That's just an excuse because they realize because they're so greedy with resources that their idea of perpetual harmony is 500 million people so that they can still control everything that's going on. So really, it's their way of controlling the population because these people that are, and I'm sorry to just jump right into this, but they think they're God Mm -hmm. and they want to play God. And so they play God with their resources Mm -hmm. and how they guide humanity because we're not as in control as we think we are because I think people kind of understand there's more to what the narrative is telling us. And I think they're more open to these kinds of discussions And so that's why it's important that someone like myself comes on now and that you're so open to hearing this because there is an agenda being waged on us right now. They understand that these people have a really, really sick agenda, and that's to divide and conquer. Mm -hmm. That's to get away with whatever they're getting away with at the top by pushing us against each other, by whatever it is, whether it's classism or racism or whatever narrative they want to push, they're going to enhance that narrative so that we are busy fighting each other. And we don't actually see who the real enemy is. And that's the people telling us that there are problems out there. Maybe, you know, the investor doesn't own the company. The investor's putting money into the company. So the investor controls the company. But the face of the company may be somebody else. For a year now, so many people have been struggling, small business owners, people in the service industry, myself included, where... You have enough to have generational wealth and still keep people paid to stay home. Like you could have done that in addition even to investing in vaccines if that's your calling. Maybe Bill Gates believes that's his calling. I don't fucking know. But you he literally could have done both. Whereas we've seen so many businesses close and so many people starving and so many more unhoused, especially here in L.A. And it's like fucking what's his face from amazon is another one fucking what's his face from tesla is another one it's like how do you have the resources and not help exponentially i'm not talking about little bullshit stuff here and there i mean like actually making changes for people so in my opinion you're evil whether you're doing shit with numerology and ritualistic stuff like just that fact alone speaks volumes to me in yeah. my soul and my moral compass. 100%. I mean, what's the quote? It's like, evil isn't the problem. It's the people that are good that stand by and let evil do its thing. Mm-hmm. So really, if you think about it, 
the top three billionaires, Gates and uh, Elon Musk yeah. and uh, Bezos, yeah. have made what? $600 billion more during the pandemic? And you want to tell me that's an accident, right? It's like, right. hmm, interesting. Well, you showed me something today that blew my fucking mind um, about the ex-chief of the CDC and what he had to say. I actually have it pulled up. I can, mm-hmm. I can read it. Um, so where the former CDC chief says most likely cause of coronavirus is that it escaped from a lab. And this came out on March 27th, 2021. So about a week ago, cbsnews.com before anybody comes at me. This is what we all look at. Um, So basically, Dr. Robert Redfield uh, told CNN that he believes that the coronavirus originally escaped from a lab in Wuhan, China. He wasn't implying that it was intentional. There's never that that's being said. Um, But he is... Basically, his point of view is that most likely this pathogen in Wuhan was from a laboratory and it and it escaped basically versus the wet market and somebody eating a bat frankly i mean they both sound equally plausible and equally outrageous in my opinion you yeah. know what i mean yeah. like cool it might have they might have isolated the virus from that animal but to make it the way it's how contagious it is its potency that's man accelerated so, you know, I think there are some people that are that are pulling some strings here, yeah. you know, and I don't think that that's too crazy to say, considering governments have conducted experiments on their people a, a very often, yeah. you know, like the Tuskegee experiment, yeah. if you Google that, and a lot of them died. Yes. And that's, this is Googleable. You can look this up. So to think that the government, nah, they're not going to try to hurt us. It's like, well, what do you mean? Doctors used to endorse cigarettes and said they were good for your lungs. They used to tell you margarine was healthy. You know, you can't just say science, science, science. Science has been wrong all the time. If you look at holistic doctors and people that really know health that aren't on your television, all tell you nature is the answer. How many times has Dr. Fauci told you to eat healthy? How many times has he told you about vitamin D? In fact, he's, he told you masks are dangerous. They get a lot of bacteria, people touching their face. And now he's telling you wear a mask. And they say, well, he wanted to do that because when the pandemic first started, there weren't enough masks. So, but you're basically telling me he withheld information regardless. Whoa, yeah. he's, he's withholding information and following a narrative. Just because someone has a piece of paper that says they have a degree, which I respect, by the way, there's a lot of virologists, epidemiologists, people in health and medicine that I truly, truly think are fucking incredible yeah. and doing amazing things. But these people on TV are not. And these people on TV have not shown that they know what they're talking about. They've backpedaled on so many things, right? And so for me to question their narrative isn't based on me and my ego wanting to tell you that I have this cool information because it's already out there. It's just conspiracies exist because the truth doesn't make sense, right? If the truth really made sense and was concrete, then we wouldn't be questioning it. Do you want to hear what didn't add up for me and why I got into conspiracy theories? So... The first theory that I heard that I was like, wait, what is this? Was the Mandela effect. When I heard it at first, I was like, well, why does it even matter if there's groups of people misremembering things, right? Initially, that was my thought. And then you dig a little deeper and they're like, well, this could also potentially mean alternate universes, time travel. If you think of like the butterfly effect, that Ashton Kutcher movie, that was really good, actually. 
every time he would go back and change the littlest thing, it would not only affect his future life, but that of those around him and potentially the world. So it's like, there's that concept, right? And that's kind of why the Mandela effect is so interesting. There's also, I forget what the term is, but it's almost like innocent lying where you're like, your brain is trying to connect the dots and like innocently remembers things incorrectly. However, there are certain ones that I was like, no, no, I remember it how I remember it. That is how it was. Bernstein Bears? Yes. Yes. Are you speaking of Shazam, the movie that starred Sinbad instead of Shaq? Yes. (laughs) Like, I specifically remember Sinbad in that movie. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then Bernstein Bears. I remember it spelled with an E, not an A. And they changed it. And the thing about the Mandala effect is this is a test. They're just testing the space-time continuum with something trivial so they see so they can see that it works. So they're doing something so small and, and dumb so that just, oh, let's see if this works. Change a letter here. So if you think about technology, the ultimate form of technology is time travel. So who's to say we haven't already discovered it? Who's to say aliens aren't future humans? That are so technologically advanced that when they come back here, we actually can't capture them on on camera or they can't expose themselves because it will create a ripple in time that will alter this universe. With that being said, I'm curious to see. I want to play a Mandela Effect game with you. And I want to see how you remember these things and if you remember it, quote unquote, correctly. Okay. Okay. Do you remember growing up eating bologna? Yeah. And then what was the name of that bologna company? Oscar Mayer. Oscar Mayer. That's how I also remember it. It's spelled Oscar Mayer now. No, it's with an E. It's two E's. No, babe. Well, I mean, yes, I agree with you that it is. <laughs> it's an A. It's, it's an not a. Oscar Mayer. It's. Though. I know that it's not, but that's what they're telling us that it is. Okay, so so far, so okay, so we remember that one the same. Monopoly Man. Yeah. Okay. Anything on his face that you remember? Monocle. So do I. Nope, never. Nope, never. <laughs> what kind of witchcraft is this? Nope, never. Of course he had a monocle. No, the belief is we're confusing him with Mr. Peanut, who had a monocle. Oh. That's the explanation for that, which is possible. So That's you see possible. how you're like, okay, maybe, okay. maybe, maybe. Do you remember the underwear company Fruit of the Loom? Do you remember what their logo looks like? Wasn't it grapes and like app? It was like a bunch of fruit. It was a fruit basket. So there was a basket. Yeah. Only fruit. No basket now. I remember it the same as you do. I also remember it being Cheez-Its and not Cheez-It, which is what it is. They have it as singular. Huh. I remember it as plural. I remember it as plural as well. The color chartreuse. What family is the color chartreuse in, in your opinion? The color chartreuse? Are you familiar with it? I'm not. So I know chartreuse as like a magenta or in a red. I was going to say purple. Apparently it's green. So now colors aren't the same either. Okay. These are these are going to be good. So what did the evil queen say to her mirror in Snow White? Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? Great memory. It's actually magic mirror on the wall. I have always said mirror, mirror on the wall, like everybody else in the world. Mm. Yes. When you think of Star Wars, the infamous quote from Star Wars, what would that be? I actually saw this one where we thought it was Luke, I am your father. (laughs) He just says, I am your father. No Luke, right? Something like that. Which, by the way, side note, Disney, if you look at the history of Disney and Walt Disney and his fascination with the occult and him funding the Nazi party and the symbolism and the 
just all the little hidden things they put in Disney movies. Yeah. Even the lo- the Disney logo has a six 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 in it. Mm-hmm. There's three sixes in there, which yes. which really if people. I'm sorry to go on a tangent, but no, people think six 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 means the evil Satan. What it really is is the building blocks of carbon, which is six protons, six electrons, six neutrons. So matter, which is material, what they're telling you is you're living a material existence. Mm. So the devil really is attachment to physical material. Mm. So when people promote 666, they're telling you, we've put you in this matrix and you are not honoring the divine. You are honoring the physical, which is a limiting way of existing, just accumulating things. Mm -hmm. So that's what 666 really means. And the first Apple computer was priced at $666. And Apple, the logo, if you take a bite of the apple, the Garden of Eden, the original sin. Sorry, tangent, but the Disney thing, I want to talk about the Disney thing. Yes, I love it. No, go get into it. I think what people don't realize is numerology runs everything. Everything. Like, I mean, man, if you just think about, you know, we talked about this earlier, like Prince, for example. This is just a random stat. Prince had a song called I Will Die for the letter U, right? And the letter U is the 21st letter in the alphabet. He happened to die on 4 slash 21. Thirty-three is such a powerful number in the Masonic community or the Illuminati, if you will, because it's the highest ranking of Freemason you can get to. Thirty-three levels. Once you're at thirty-three, you're a master Mason. Why is thirty-three so important? There's thirty-three bones in the vertebrae, and to experience complete illumination or enlightenment, all your chakras need to be open, so the energy flows up and down the spine evenly. So really, what it is is just being illuminated and connected to your higher power. So. Numbers and signs rule everything. And when we think there's an arbitrary number in this movie or that movie, it actually has a deeper meaning. For example, I saw a movie the other day in which this woman, it was a miniseries, and I don't want to give the name of the series away because I don't want to, I'm going to to spoil it, but she had the number 47 on her door, on her apartment door. And in Revelations 4-7, it talks about how this person was going to get killed. So the whole show, I'm like, I wonder if this girl's going to get axed. She gets killed at the end, but you don't expect it. So... Signs and symbols rule everything. That's so true. You don't see it unless you're familiarized with it, unless you like start doing some research. And then it's kind of, it's almost obvious at times with certain things for sure. By the way, the COVID lockdown helped me research this stuff. Okay. Because you're stuck at home and you want to really, you know, educate yourself. When stuff like the George Floyd thing happened, it was really an opportunity to go back and study black history and Mm -hmm. see how they've contributed and how their history has been suppressed mm-hmm. and systemically have not been given a fair shot. I actually learned a lot from being locked down. Mm-hmm. And one thing I learned is that sports are rigged. Yeah. Newsflash, all major sports are completely rigged. Go ahead, please. Okay, so I've been saying this since I was like a teenager. Obviously, I know nothing about sports, right? But just as a teenager observing everyone, I was like, so you're telling me that pretty much regardless whether it's baseball, football, hockey, basketball, I believe most of them have like, what, seven games when it's like that world series ending, grand finale, yada, yada, yada. My thing mostly with baseball where I was like, how is it that they somehow always pretty much make it to the sixth or seventh game? Like, what are the chances that like, in history... There's really never like a sweep or it's just, you know what I mean? And my thought even back then was, well, I mean, think about all the money that they're making for those extra few games. 
technology to ensure outcomes, and referees. How is it that referees blow games all the time? These are supposed to be the best at what they do, but they butcher calls left and right, and people just go, it's part of the game. No, they're ensuring outcomes. There was a ref that was caught in the NBA for fixing games for the San Antonio Spurs, and his name was Tim Donaghy. He came out and said, yeah, I rig, yeah, I rig games. I, when when uh, Michael Jordan would do things, refs would go, hey, you know, man, let's not call the foul there. They want the big markets, the big, win- the big names to win that generates more revenue. Right. It's not that crazy when you think about it, right? No, because it all kind of comes back to storytelling, which we talk a lot about <laughs> as far as like the words that we use. A lot of people don't think about the words that we're using, like our televisions, the television tells us a vision, literally. Our programs, they're they are programming us. I mean, Hollywood, you could look into like the holly tree. Yeah, exactly. Carve witches' wands out of the holly tree to, you know, Hollywood controls your subconscious, which is 90% of your thought process. And, you know, I'm not saying there aren't Hollywood films that are empowering and educational that are positive, yeah. but the ones that really make it to the big screen, they're kind of weird and just have some weird ass... You know what I'm saying? Like some dark elements. Look at open, turn on Netflix. Everything's a dark murder mystery. This, it's like they want to, they want to just like throw negative dark energies at you in your programming. Speaking of that, there's this one commercial for this new, I forgot the name of it. I should know because I always play it. It's this new Exorcist movie that's coming out. Actually, it came out on Good Friday. And I was just like, damn, like... I mean, not that Hollywood needs to abide to, like, Christianity by any means, but I was just like, that's, like, kind of a slap in the face a little bit. Oh, for sure. And, yeah, it's really fascinating because, like, once – if you just watch movies and shows and just go, okay, I'm going to try to notice as many propagandist materials as I can, you see there's a lot of propaganda. In the Grammys, there was a ton of propaganda. You know, you're telling me I can't go see my grandma in the old folks' home, but you got people on stage kissing each other. And then when I question that, you make it about, well, you're anti-gay. So see what they're doing is they're making you, if you want to question anything, they just paint you as this label or that label. So really, they don't want to look at your true nature or your history. They just want to go, oh, well, are you trying to be racist there? Are you trying to be anti-this? It's like, no. I'm telling you, you couldn't let me see my grandma, but you got people on stage kissing. Yeah, it's really hard to say. There's a lot of disconnection as far as what's told to us and then what they're able to do and just blatantly do it in front of us. I almost was going to start talking about Mayor Garcetti, but I don't even want to give him the life of day. You know what I mean? Cuomo, by the way, killed thousands of people. Let's not let's not lie. He killed thousands of elderly people with his covid uh, protocols then was involved in some sexual allegations, and he's still the governor. So really, like, where's the accountability? Right. I think the lack of accountability also comes from us being so desensitized to those things, and that is from entertainment. Like, when you talk about, like, the type of stuff that's perpetuated, it usually is, like, really dark shit. Before 2020, I believe, actually, we were in such a good place and such a accepting, welcoming place of all creeds, all just anything whoever you are as long as you're you we're cool with you let's chill i believe that the people in charge are trying to create a disconnect that actually is not there by using the root issues that actually exist right I, you know we don't go too deep into it but for example like i don't really see a ton of 
people hating on each other out there. I think I see it on my TV. I think I see it being pushed. I think I see a lot of negative news out there. So if I always constantly see negative news, I'm being programmed to think that my neighbor's after me. The boogeyman's around the corner. I got government, protect me. Take away my rights to protect me. But it's not actually happening. Like it's contrived. It's being pushed on you. We have to be able to question what's going on to fix what's going on. If we're being silenced and censored, which by the way, they don't silence and censor people that are lying. They silence and censor people that are telling the truth because there have been lies on the internet since the internet began. Why all of a sudden are they banning people? Let me go esoterically and, and uh, astrologically. Where we just transitioned into the age of Aquarius, Yay. which you are an Aquarius. Yeah. And what that means is the sun rays from the sun, light, are even stronger than ever. There's another, it's the great awakening because DNA is activated by light. So there's more light. That's why the way the stars are positioned in the sky determines your personality based on the light, right? So they have no choice but to wake up, but they're doing everything they can to stop you from waking up and they're rushing quick. And that, that is medical tyranny, blocking out the sun with smart dust. Google this. Bill Gates wants to spray smart dust in the air to block out the solar rays from the sun to cool the planet down. He's playing God. That's what these people are doing. They want to control this matrix that they've created that we're living in. And they think that they have the right to do that over us. This comes down to, are they protecting us by not giving this knowledge? No, they're not because they're trying to block out the sun. The sun is the thing that gives life to everything. So if I consider Bill Gates an evil dude because he's blocking out the sun, uh, maybe... I'm not crazy. I mean, I don't know. Like, (laughs) I mean, I know what you mean. That's all really, really interesting. I've seen little blips here and there of that. I haven't gone too deep into the smart desk because frankly, sometimes it gets really depressing. Like when you go down these holes, for sure, especially when I first started, I was like, what is this? What is life even about? Why are we doing this? Nothing matters. Totally. That's a great point. It's really the reason why. And I, and I don't blame people. It's, we got so much shit to do. We have such a busy schedule. We got to hustle. We got to work our ass off just to survive. You know, 49% of people in the city are paycheck to paycheck. Even more people in the on the in the country are paycheck to paycheck. You know, the number is even higher than that. So, we don't really have time to research this shit. We're busy paying our bills. And so that's how the matrix is designed. They don't want you to have this knowledge because if you finally wake up, you'll stand up to them because we have there's more numbers of benevolent good people than there are people that are pulling these strings. So again, before 2020, everybody questioned the media, everybody questioned Big Pharma. Mm-hmm. Now, I see people posting their Vax cards online, which it comes in, it, you know, it, with good intentions. But think about what you're doing. You're saying, I trusted this criminal organization, Pfizer, who's paid billions in wrongful death settlements, you can look mm-hmm. this up, to give me a vaccine that's been rushed after they simulated an outbreak called Claydex. Right. <laughs> and also Event 201, which happened October 18th, 2019, which is the same thing. They simulated a pandemic. 65 million people died and they rushed the vaccine out. Okay. And then they're telling us, well, they have, they're smart people. They have this information. Well, then why aren't we prepared for it? I know I don't know anything at all, but I am super open to all of this. And it's like you said, I feel like if the truth really made sense, then why would people question it? You can Google the fact that this is a random Ariana Grande practices Kabbalah, the Jewish mystic practice of coding numbers into words. It's not something I'm making up. You can look this up. So like if someone like that, who's 21 years old, 
you know she's older oh she's not oh she's older than that okay cool (laughs) well you know like how many people do you know that practice kabbalah none you know what i'm saying so it's like these people they know that there's something going on behind the scenes but a lot of them have signed or sold their soul quote unquote in exchange for riches and power you know and it's sacrilegious to say anything about beyonce i get it but that's the problem we have is we're idolizing people i don't idol i don't think we should idolize anybody I don't think we should idolize a single person because then we're limiting our own divinity because we're just as powerful as anybody. Whether you're the homeless dude or you're the billionaire, you you are never not affecting your environment. So to idolize these politicians as people that have the answers is part of the mind control. The real answer is you know what's best for you. You are in, You intuitively know what's healthy if you just listen to your body. It's easier to listen to your body when you have less toxins around you. So treating your body right your answers come to you easier. Do you feel me? So really, it's but it's really about empowering yourself. It's unfortunate how many people have passed from COVID. There are other things that we could control where more people have passed away, but we do nothing about it. So it's really just at this point, for me, if you want to get the vaccine, get it. But don't call me anti-vax. Don't attack me for not getting it and saying I'm hurting you. Everybody has their choice to make, you know? And it's like, if you want to... Go get a Krispy Kreme donut and show your Vax card. It's up to you. But you don't see something backwards about that? There's something hilariously backwards about that. And it's real. And it's just like, it's there. It's out there. And everybody's just doing it. And it's a meme actually already where I don't know if you've seen it. The girl, the picture of health now. And it's the vaccine card. (laughs) And she has a giant donut in her face. Yeah. Pots for shots. Where yeah, where they're giving you a free day if you show your vax card. They're doing that. Yeah. And they're going to, they're going to, they're not going to make it mandatory but they're going to make it really hard for you to function in society without it. And so don't get mad at moi for getting one of them fake fax cards. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, that's going to be a whole thing. I love it because it's like, what the fuck? I believe the same. I think people have the right to do whatever they want with their bodies. I think most people would say to me, well, what's going and getting, you know, a couple shots once. And I think probably the misunderstanding is that they think with these couple of shots that they're going to be good and that's done. But if this thing is mutating at the rate that it has been, and they're telling you already that this one vaccine isn't going to cover future strains, my assumption is there are going to be more vaccines in the future, more strains, more things to add to this like passport looking thing. And my fear about that is... It goes back to divide and conquer. It goes back to creating a marginalized society. We were talking earlier, you know, it makes me think of like Palestine and how Palestinians have to move about with color-coded identifications. It limits you entirely as far as opportunities for work, for school. Like if it were to get to that point, that's my biggest fear actually about the vaccines. It's not just like going once and doing it and like, okay, cool. It's if this becomes a mandated thing, like it's really going to be more a part of our lives than we probably think. Or maybe not. That's the thing with conspiracy theories. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe not. Amazing points. Amazing points. I would say, trust your instincts. You're absolutely right. This is gonna, this vaccine passport is going to be, you're going to need to renew it every year and you need to get shots every single year. Mark my words right now. And the thing is for the next hopefully decade or so, People are going to be able to get away with fake vax cards and fake vax passports. But once they become microchips and your immunization record is then put into your body, then we're going to have a problem. Because now, look, 
a Bluetooth headset, an Apple Watch, whatever those exercise things are you can put on your body, that's collecting your physical data. Once they're in your body, then they really got you. Then they really got you because now you're dependent on vaccines. You're getting shots every two years. Now you need the vaccine just your immune system to handle shit. You're supposed to get sick to get your immune system stronger. It's as simple as this. The middle class of everything is being destroyed, including the middle class of spirituality. You have no choice but to either wake up or continue to just push whatever agenda they're, they want you to follow. And the truth is, is this is not a left versus right thing. This is an up versus down thing. Rich people versus poor people. But they got us Republican, Democrat fighting about this X, Y, and Z. And what's funny is none of these politicians even give a shit about you or me. Yeah. They really don't. You know what I'm saying? They really, really don't. They're charming, which people can be. And that's also, by the way, casting a spell. You know, charm is a spell because are you really providing anything by being charming? No, you're getting someone's attention. And then whatever you say, they're more prone to listen to you because you're so charming. Really, it's just um, the billionaires got richer. The dollar is being inflated. 20, the dollar since 2020, 22% of the world's currency has been injected into the world's money supply in the last year. That means 22% of all money out there was just printed last year. That just means everything has been, inflation just hit. I just went to my local grocery store. I'll say it, Erewhon, the prices are even higher than before. I'm like, wait a minute, five sixty nine for a gallon of water? What the? This is crazy. So inflation's hit. Gas prices are higher. They want to collapse the dollar. They want to get you on universal basic income. They want you reliant on the government so they can dictate things for you. Yo, we'll give you this two grand a month. Here are the stipulations. X, Y, and Z. Now they have control of you. You know, it's, it's, it's called Hegelian dialect. You know, governments do this to you. They give you the problem. They present you the solution. But you have to compromise your rights for that solution. But what they don't really realize is the person that is selling you the pill gave you the sickness in the first place. So that's what we mean by conspiracy. We mean that when you talk about being woke, that doesn't mean you know everything. It just means you see through bullshit. The main reason we're coming on this podcast is because I care about hum humanity. I really do. And I want people to understand that like, once we go into the vaccine passport, there's no coming back. There's really no coming back. Once they have control of your, the data of your health like that, once you open the door for vaccine passports, you're opening the door for a government to control your health. And so we don't want to open that door. We want to say, if you're sick, if you have COVID, do what it takes to heal up. You know what I'm saying? Do what you got to do. I believe in some pretty wild stuff. I'm curious to know if we're on the same page about this stuff. So I believe in mermaids. I believe in fairies. I believe in these like elemental, this other kind of kingdom that exists as as energy as well. If this makes sense, it might not be in the sense of how the movies portray it or how like TV portrays it. But I do think if everything is energy, right, that there are these things that are unique to nature, to the woods, to the ocean. You know, there's like vibrations there that are, are different from you and I. And I think that's like the magical part, too. Are you on that wave? Do you feel do you think about that kind of stuff, too? Oh, for sure. I felt like a zombie before, for sure. So like... Yeah, I believe in that stuff. I did not think that's where you were going with that. But yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, 
I don't know. I like to think that maybe things aren't quite as what they seem. You know, I mean, people aren't, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover. So digging a little deeper into this stuff. It's fun. I think cannabis is another thing that I think about the propaganda against it for so many years and it being this, you know, controlled substance having quote unquote zero medical benefits or value. And now look at where we're at. Yeah. I mean, mostly cannabis was outlawed because of alcohol. They wanted to push the alcohol back then um, because they had a ton of it. And uh, yeah, I mean, anything, you know, that brings consciousness, that enhanced self-awareness that basically makes you realize how powerful you are. They don't want you to take that. People are waking up. So the momentum is good right now. Whatever that is. And that's just, if I can help one person, you know, look something up that we've discussed today and see a different side of something and question what they're told, then then we've won today, you know? Yeah. That's really what this is all about, is that we actually give a shit about people. We really want people to, you know, think for themselves mm-hmm. and question everything they see on TV and what they read. Yeah, it's so true. I want to move into... Our next segment, which is rapid fire questions, and it's called the reup. It's basically it's cannabis related. We do it with everyone who comes through. Your favorite word for cannabis? I like Doge. A little Doge. Oh, we haven't heard that one. Your favorite books on cannabis or podcast, if you have yours. Ah. Um, and then there's this. There was this one podcast I listened to when I was in the concentrate game. It's slipping. It's slipping my mind, but. It was brilliant. It really taught you how distillate is made and what's live resin, what's live rosin, what are terps, how do they affect the high, you know, and just like the future of cannabis, what that's going to look like. So really it's, I love the podcast to talk about, because we're not even at the start of the cannabis industry yet. If you really think about it, right, that's like 2024 when it's fully federally legal and the banking systems are in place. So really I like podcasts that describe what's coming because we see what's now, but the products that are out there now are based on research from last year or six months ago. So I wonder if there'll be a point, because like in fashion, you have fashion forecasters, so they'll predict trends and things like that. I wonder if we'll have like cannabis forecasters. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I love that. I think eventually we're going to be able to measure our endocannabinoid system, our personal one, and we're going to be able to cater a product that's perfect for the exact specific effect that you want in that moment. We're going to be able to customize cannabis like that eventually, which is really cool. That's I I can't wait for that day because now like you just got to smoke different things to see what would you vibe yeah. with, um, which is also great. But to be able to personalize cannabis to your endocannabinoid system specifically, I mean, that's amazing. I feel like no one would be sick then. Really? <laughs> right. Um, OK. Favorite stoner movie of all time. Oh, man. Oof. <sighs> that's a good one. I mean, I'd have to say as generic as this sounds, I really like how high. Yeah. yeah, I'd have to say How High is pretty amazing. Or Grandma's Boy. Yeah. Grandma's Boy yeah. is underrated. Yeah. It's just laugh after laugh. So Grandma's Boy is fucking epic. I love that movie. If heaven exists, what strain is on your top shelf? A strain that's called Hog's Breath. Wow. It's not around anymore. But oh. that the how sticky it was and those how vibrant those red hairs were on that flower. I used to I spent ninety dollars an eighth on it back when I was in high school. So it was so hard to find, but hog's breath. Oof. Oof. Hog's breath. Doesn't sound that appealing. So good, he says. Uh, <laughs> okay. So normally, 
we would end with call your plug where you would like shout out your Instagram and all these other things, but you're a mysterious person on this. So we're, there's nothing yeah you're you're just in it i'm gonna shout out you know everybody says you know what are your sources i say my shout out is to the one source that matters the most that's the source energy that binds all all of us together you know listening to your higher self and if something is told to you and you don't you know something tells you it's off trust that gut you know i think a lot of people are waking up to what's going on um in the world and it's just time to make a change it's time to fix shit Perfect. That was very well said. Definitely trust your higher self. (laughs) It knows. That's the show. Thank you for listening to another episode of That Bud Tender Podcast. Follow me at The Stone Journalist. Follow the show at That Bud Tender Podcast. Like, share, subscribe, and keep getting high, my babies. Mm